0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM
1: Assalamu Alaikum and welcome to the Book Club Show on Inspire105.1 FM. My name is Imran Mahmoud and I'm the host of the Book Club Show. Uh, obviously, we're all probably um getting ready and gearing up for going back to school, those of us that are parents. Um, so yeah, we, we are going to have to get back to those um early morning school runs um and definitely out of our pyjamas first thing in the morning for sure. Um now today I'm really really delighted to be talking um about a wonderful book um by a Luton-based um author author and writer. Um who I think has had a a fantastic journey in terms of um, her creative writing and all the things that hopefully we're going to talk about um, today. So the book itself is called The Sickness, and as always, I'll just read out um, the blurb to give you an idea of what um, this story is about. So... The way it goes, Hiro Shuiri lives a semi comfortable life in the middle of a forest inhabited by territorial djinns, except for the minor annoyance of being possessed by a vampire spirit. He has an easy job cleaning up after cleaning up after the creatures of the secret world that run riot in human cities. He must hide the existence of demons from humans. But this life becomes a lot more interesting and dangerous when he is attacked on what was supposed to be a straightforward job. Hero's Hero's world turns destructive and dark when he discovers the creatures of the secret world are being (laughs) infected by a sickness that is driving them insane. While Hero investigates the cause of this sickness, a new dark power appears that has the potential to devastate both the human and spirit world. Darkness and death, monsters and madness clash in a world gone insane. So that is the amazing blurb of The Sickness and this has been written by the wonderful writer Yuzara. So I'm going to give a quick introduction before I um, start having a wonderful conversation with her. So Yuzara is a psychology graduate and author. She works full time for um, CAMS, which is Children and Adolescent Mental Health Services, and writes fantasy novels in her spare time. Yazara is breaking stereotypes through her writing, raised in a broken home and fighting for an identity, identity as a British Muslim. She's inspired by her religion and the family and friends suffering from a mental illness. Her fascination with the supernatural started young, wandering through woods, watching horror films, and drawing witches instead of princesses. Yazara's passion for fantasy and dedication towards mental health is interwoven in her books. Her interest in diverse cultures also features in her writing. So that was an introduction to Yazara. So I'm going to say assalamualaikum alaikum to Yazara. How are you this morning? Assalamu
0: alaikum I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time out to um, speak to me as well on the book club show. Um, So that was like a really epic, okay, blurb to the book. And I love obviously, um, you know, what's included in the introduction to yourself as well. Um, Can we maybe start by talking a little bit about what inspired you to become a writer?
0: I think um, writing started quite early for me. Um, right when I'm in primary school. So I had a difficult childhood, but also I wouldn't do too well in school in general. Um, so I struggled in a lot of my subjects, but I found um, the one thing that I was pretty good at and enjoyed was writing, um, um, mainly stories, little short things that I I made up during class. And funny enough, it was one of the only things that I was actually praised for in school as well, which yeah. probably boosted my confidence there too um so that that really was the starting point of of writing in general and then i suppose from then on definitely the encouragement of m- my mother uh, and my teachers um, mm-hmm. to to continue on that kind of journey of writing and and, and see it, and see it as a talent and and, and not sort of brush it off and, and say why can't i be so good with maths for example yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um and trying to foster that um and then i think I think that definitely helped me continue it but also the the enjoyment so Mm. creative writing for me had always been uh, an escapism an outlet um in a way to sort of express myself in a different way Mm. Um, um I suppose I suppose not being able to um sort of understand and say some of the things that might have been going on for me in childhood um was difficult in itself so this is sort of a a relatively safe medium where where I could do that um mm-hmm. and I think on top of that though not having that pressure either so when I did when I did write it wasn't because I had a purpose I wasn't doing it for for marks or because I needed to get something done it mm-hmm. was really for myself yeah. um and so that made it super personal so it was mm-hmm. sort of the one thing that I suppose I owned or it was completely a reflection of myself mm-hmm. I suppose I didn't know it back then when I was that young but I did know that it was it was something very personal because I didn't let anybody read it not mm-hmm. even my mom no one yeah. so it was very much um like a diary yeah. I did keep it right when I was very young but uh a very um, inconsequential things like well I did that day as you do yeah. when, you're, when you're a child um but yeah so this became I suppose a bit more of a mature form of a diary I would say yeah.
1: yeah 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 that's really really interesting to hear and and like what when you know when you say that you need the encouragement from from your mom and, and teachers I mean how important do you think actually a role does that play in on a young on a young person and then how young are we talking about are we When you know is, was it primary school or was it secondary
0: yeah well um suppose it it definitely started in primary school so Mm -hmm. i would say um roughly year five i think Mm -hmm. when i really had that true encouragement from a teacher for the first time ever Mm -hmm. um so from the teacher aspect which i i would say is incredibly important because school is 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 it's at that moment in your life it really is the be all and end all you know it's really important to you um and and I suppose rightly so, you know, uh, family also puts that kind of emphasis on, you know, doing well in school as well. Mm-hmm. So when a teacher praised you, then so did your parents praise you as well. So yeah. it's like, oh, when you, you did well in something and you, you get the double reward for that. So uh, I do think that encouragement really did play a, a, a massive part in, in mm-hmm. boosting that confidence, because um, especially, uh, as I mentioned, I wasn't doing quite so well in other areas mm-hmm. so it did give it did give a little bit of a I, I can do something that I can do something well in the end. Yeah. and so it came that that one that one aspect of that um, but then and I would say a, a, ma- a massive massive influence of my my mother um, mm-hmm. in, in all aspects of my life but um, with with writing I would say it's just just I think what was important is is that that freedom to allow me to do that in 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 such a way. So it seems like a simple thing, but mm. it's 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 just as freeing as as allowing a child to you know do, do do drawings and stick it up on the fridge or um run around in the park and, and trip mm. over. It's okay, but yeah. um, it's that it's that it's that freedom to and acceptance. I think so she would she was one that you know read some of my very very early childhood stories you know still still talking about you know castles and and, and balls in the forest and you yeah. know those very simplistic ones but but my mom would read every single one of them and mm-hmm. she would have the same enthusiasm for each one even if they were pretty much exactly the same as the previous ones Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and
0: that plays a massive part yeah
1: yeah that's really, really lovely to hear. Because I think that's, I mean, for, for any parents that are listening, I know mm-hmm. that there is a obviously our children are always producing stuff and you know, and how I mean that there's a whole thing about how long does it take to for, for something that they've made to, <laughs> to end up in the recycle or you know, that's but right. I guess <laughs> but I guess it's but that's just it. I think you know, and it's really interesting what you said. It it has to be that partnership between teachers and, and parents. So mm-hmm. when when teachers kind of notice your potential maybe first and then it has an impact on parents and vice versa so um yeah no I, I just thought that was really important you know a point to to kind of um you know mention um but I guess what I'm really interested in you in, know and I know this is something maybe we, we spoke about you know before the show um like so personally books that I've read I haven't read many which are kind of like fantasy based yeah. um and I just wanted to know where 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 that came from you know what um led you down that kind of genre um, of writing
0: yeah um well that that really goes to reading kind of like you mentioned so those kind of books you read and enjoy I suppose Mm. is naturally going to be what you enjoy writing or what what kind of ideas you get from so yeah definitely reading definitely reading there and and again I I I do think it's that very critical age for me anyway personally Mm. Mm. um of that kind of primary age again where um i was interested in reading and i did always enjoy reading okay. my mom always read books to me ever since i was i was young and um and there was this uh, i can't remember exactly when but around about the time when you start to be able to read independently so you don't mm. need you don't need that guidance we don't need someone to to really sit with you and read so around that time um i still love reading but i just I just couldn't find anything that really interested me
1: mm. so
0: I'd read you know the school books that you have have to yeah. do in class or, you know you read along with all the, the general popular books that were out uh, I think for my for my age group at that time a, a, a massive massive author was um, Jacqueline Wilson right
1: yeah.
0: everybody loved it and 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 I read a couple of books and and they were great I mean they, they were I'm not knocking that but um, there was only so many of those books that I could really engage with so similar mm-hmm. things and then um. Yeah. So, and then the more I explored, the more I tried different genres. And of course, back then, um, again, I, I, I suppose emphasizing the, these influences. So, my English teacher mm. handed me the Harry Potter book, right? And I fell in love, and that was it. That was that was that was my introduction. Not okay, that second introduction actually. So I thought something else into okay. the fantasy world mm. and this whole idea of of, of being well that's sort of basically not not real mm. for me back then um mm. and and that's that's what did it for me and it hooked me it hooked me yeah. from that point on um mm. so yeah definitely with the books and then I I just remembered actually that's why I said actually my second introduction I remember my first one actually is um again it was, it was it's funny what you remember but again reading with my mum and um we had these uh, it was a children's book um series and it was a uh, Tim and Tobias they're they're discontinued now which is a a real shame Mm -hmm. but they're full of this mystery and 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 Mm -hmm. and sort of little gems of magic and 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 magical worlds in there too um even even so even from when I was young I was like yeah to have different varieties and different things to explore and 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 I, I remember being so fascinated with those books which is when I mentioned that when you when you did your um introduction of me really well there thank you was uh, about drawing witches and and I actually drew characters from that book that's where it came from um yeah yeah, so so even even from an incredibly young age just sort of that influence or those interests started playing in there for me Yeah, yeah yeah
1: No and that's lovely to hear and and I think you know the power of reading and I mean that's partly the reason you know I do mention this sometimes during the show that of, of doing the book club show you know on Inspire yeah. it is about rekindling that love of, of yeah. reading even though maybe some of us struggle to find the time but actually how important it is and especially again you know the, the younger that you start maybe or the younger that you're encouraged I mean I know like even with my children um there was a whole um phase of they were just like no that we, we don't they didn't feel like reading and I was mm-hmm. constantly you know being trying to encourage you know yeah. in, a, in a nice yeah. way um <laughs> but I'm like you know I mean it, t- it took a bit of time but I think number one obviously I read so there was a bit of like role like not role modeling oh, yeah. whatever the word is and and now I'm literally telling them bedtime put your books down like go to bed uh, <laughs> yeah you know so it, it is i think just that consistency pays off but mm. but it's true that in, introduction um via books to like like alternate um like a yeah like worlds and realms and universes is it, really, really amazing and i think that's why i mean coming to the book that you've written you know the sickness um and obviously okay we, we've touched upon how you kind of enter the the, the you know the more fantasy type yeah. of stories you know like you mentioned harry potter as well um but now obviously the fact that as um someone who's you know as a Muslim woman um and obviously when I read the blurb out as well the reference to jinns and and things Mm -hmm. like that so so how did you kind of marry those two things up is that like was that your faith playing a part in in what that story um was kind of about
0: oh definitely Uh, absolutely my my faith my my religion and and it's a, a major part of that and um and and, and to be honest with this with this book I would say is it, it probably probably wasn't does not show maybe as much as um uh as as in in reality but um I went through a, a lot of phases um in my life while writing that book so I, I started writing maybe the very first early draft of that when I was 12 and mm. kind of finished uh, finished the the main main draft of it when I was 14 years old mm. so as well as being the developmental age but I went through this whole understanding of religion phase as well mm. what you understand as a 12 year old is completely different from when you're a teenager you know that independence yeah. and you find your own way and and I really did that and, and and when I when I kind of went hit those teenage years I was I was really trying to find my own meaning and all, my own way with religion yeah. i don't know what i mean by that is uh, uh, of course we you know again with the influence from my family you know i was you know praying fasting we did all, all the obligations but it was um, not not to put a a a bad reflection on anything but i i i did what the family did and and, and i did what everyone does without really tr- truly knowing the meaning behind anything that i was mm. actually doing and practicing yeah um so then i just and so what i did is i i started to su so, su so, uh explore that more in a very similar way children would explore anything else and I think that's really important is to explore your own religion too
1: mm. so
0: that be curious be, you know know the stories behind it and that was that was a major thing again which I think relates back to reading and and, and, and writing and everything is that knowing the stories of the Quran knowing mm. the stories of our own religion because they are amazing within itself is the, the best the best book you can read really yeah 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 absolutely. and but as a child and that again Religious-wise, influenced me in that. So, of course, we need to know, you know, further. We need to know the, the practicalities. Mm-hmm. But then, and then, but as a child, what you're interested in is those beautiful stories. Yeah. It's the things that are behind that. And 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 again, back down to my mother's amazing influence. She would to read me these children's stories or mm-hmm. stories about prophets. And and I was, and that's what really started my own personal love for for my religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time again like the same with the 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 being in in, in many phases is it was I was also still go, you know going through my you know phase of the love of fantasy still and, and books and, and writing and and so what so that's my religion just being part of who I am as a person as, as, as how I live how can that not be part of my writing then mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and then and then I think what what kind of my next I suppose maybe dilemma I would say is then how to do it in the right way and Mm -hmm. and I'm still discovering that now I mean I'll probably do plenty of things that are wrong or questionable and and I'm still learning and I'm still finding that out but as a 12 13 14 year old that's that's a massive thing to get your head around so Mm -hmm. So I, I, really, I really just try to do my sort of do my best in, in with my intentions there. But mm. also, um, one of the other influences again with the religion side is that um, for my generation anyway, we've had a lot of I suppose, um, I'm not sure how to how to put this or the correct word, but environmental mm. society conflict should I say around our religion. Lots yeah. of things on the news, yeah. lots of discussions, good, bad. All kinds of things happening, um, which as a child you sort of understand, but don't. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: You just know that is that they're they're talking about you and your people as a, yeah. as 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 a religion, as a society, but you don't know what's going on there. Yeah. And I've never been one to sort of just, I suppose, uh, not lay back, but mm. I, I kind of wa- I, I I wanted to sort of really show other sides of uh of us as a people you know and and and, and Muslims and our religion mm -hmm. and at that time the only real thing I had for myself or that I could influence was my writing so in that way it then became a little bit of okay I I don't want I don't want to sort of exaggerate or use the wrong terms but in a way it was my political stand I suppose that we can be in you know, out there in the world and books and movies and, 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 you know, that there's nothing wrong with us as a people and our religion and, and, you know, it's normalise it really. If more people know and read and, and, and and can see that, why not? I mean, when was the last time you read about there's a a Muslim or or even an Asian in a book that wasn't the minority? Yeah. 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 And I was really aware of that when I was in high school, which I think was quite different from the rest of my friends.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah didn't they didn't really was affected as much as me. So again, mm-hmm. the only place where that was for my writing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, and, and that you that that is the beauty of writing. I think if you're mm. able to express yourself that way, um, yeah, I mean it 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 in itself can be quite cathartic depending on hmm. what you're all kind of experiencing. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just so amazing that you know at such a young age that you were able to start, you know, um, or just start writing and having these ideas. <laughs> yeah. And it's just really yeah. like, I'm just like <laughs> I'm like in complete awe. Um, so it's I, I guess the the other thing that is kind of coming to mind is, I mean, you mentioned in um, I think it's the 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 acknowledgement in the book mm-hmm. um so you're kind of mentioning like your favorite like Japanese uh, rock band and I haven't heard of them but there's like Gil- Gilgamesh okay. <laughs> um you know the, the the you know you've got the reference to like manga and I know there's a lot of you know when it comes to comics and things again you know mm-hmm. I've very limited knowledge about these things so again is that something you were just um just like any other young person you know just kind of uh, I guess exploring different things that you know you you were seeing and watching and and then how did that play a part in in your writing then do you think?
0: Yeah um I think uh yeah you definitely you definitely said it there that that exploration again um Mm -hmm. that was uh happening in your in teenage years as as all teenagers do Mm -hmm. um so are a lot of reference to um Japanese culture which I'm really interested in and still am um and so which is why the main character is actually Japanese and um but yeah so so as 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 a child I really was into anime manga these kind Mm -hmm. of things um but um as you mentioned I'm, I'm, I'm even as uh, from a young age, I'm, I'm, a very, I'm very different to, to most people um, my age and, and, and maybe also my um, skin color too, should I say? Yeah. But I'm a, a massive fan of rock music, always have been since I was young. Yeah. Um, and that developed into um, sort of just somehow found it into Japanese rock music too. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely an element in there as well, which, which influenced uh, a lot of my, my, my main character there. So things from his style to his looks to, um, I have little Japanese phrases that I like to uh, use Mm. in there as well to make authentic so that he speaks in um, Japanese sometimes as well. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's that's definitely in there. But I think to, not to, um, how do I put this, not to sort of generalize or put into the box then of the typical, that's it. I'm now a manga geek, otaku um, kind of person because um, what I've tried to kind of show is the is the mesh of all kinds of diverse cultures so mm. he is the only in in this book anyway the next is different but in, in this one he is the only um Japanese character mm. but I've got Asian characters in there I've got mm. uh, um characters from Arab backgrounds and things and that all they sort of you know and they, they live together they, they 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 you know interact and and. And though there's sort of elements in there that they discuss, but I I didn't want that to be a big fuss, that, Mm. wow, they're from different places and they can speak to each other. Well, they're all human. (laughs) Well, Mm. actually, I take that back. Hero's (laughs) (laughs) half-human. He's half-human, half-vampire. But yeah, so, but uh, yes, at the time that I was writing that, I was just, again more emphasize the fact that because I was so interested in all these different cultures and, and how mm. they're the same but also different and then how you know the beauty of that that came out in my book as well yeah
1: yeah yeah no and it definitely does it definitely does and it's so refreshing to, to read something like that and and I think you're right I think there's sometimes like an over emphasis on trying to oh look I, I I've written a diverse book and I've got diverse but actually if you yeah. kind of just are already ahead of that point where that the, you know that's already a reality right and then you can kind of move on and start writing beyond that which is so so mm-hmm. great and um I mean can you talk a little bit I think we, we've maybe got two about two minutes left before we go um, to the break but a little bit about your main character hero he mm-hmm. and um what what is kind of the essence of it just to give our listeners an, an idea so um yeah I don't know if that's a is that a too wide a question
0: <laughs> oh yes I could go on Forever, but just to give you a bit of a flavor, I suppose, to get you to understand, um, especially for those who are uh, new to maybe fantasy or mm. just starting there is like, so um, yeah, so Hiro, he's, he's, he's half Japanese um, and he's sort of fallen into this world of, of magic and gins and demons um, because he is half vampire. So mm. um, uh, the important part there is that he's not like, I, I really wanted to make him. My, my my novel not the typical mm. vampires that you would have seen or read Um, again h- um, high school influences there but mm. so he, he's basically he's possessed by a, a spirit a sort of a demon which mm. is just called a vampire because he he's the host so it needs him to survive so they have like a that um because I a symbiotic relationship, mm. yeah, um, but he's just happened to call a, a vampire, so very different vampire to to what you would have uh, probably have seen and heard before, and yeah, and 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 I suppose this book, anyways, is journey through stumbling through this world that he's fairly new to, um, and 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 I suppose while he's while he's he's sort of find his place, um, in in his job role of of just sort. Of Cleaning up the mess, as it said. Um, when when things go wrong, then things go really, really wrong when he gets attacked. So that's just, and that's um, kind of moves it into the uh, into the bigger storyline. Um, mm. But I think what I what I uh, I really enjoy about his character is that his interactions with so many different people. Um, mm. So you'll see from his point of view mostly, um, and you know so you'll see how he interacts with his friends, um, which have different cultures, and um, yeah, and, and, and to see, and to see, hopefully, his, um, his way of thinking and feeling.
1: That's great. Thank you. Um, so that's definitely given us a flavour. We are just going to go to um, a break now. So we'll be back on the second half of the Book Club show. We are talking about The Sickness uh, by Yazara. So grab yourselves a cup of coffee and some biscuits, and we'll be back with you in a few moments. as
0: Asalaamu Alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: Asalaamu Alaikum, and welcome back to the Book Club Show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imranam Mahmoud, and I'm your host. Um, we are talking today about a really, really interesting book. Called The Sickness by Yazara, who was joined um, in the studio with me today. Uh, in the first half, we were talking a little bit about what's inspired her writing, uh, what led her down kind of the, the, the route of fantasy, which um, I found really, really interesting to, to learn about. Um, so we're just going to carry on the conversation. Um, I'm also hoping Yazara will read a little bit of the book as well to give you um, a flavour of what it's about. Uh, but first of all, just to welcome Yazara back. As alaykum. Now. Thank you again so much for your time and obviously the, the amazing conversation we had in the first half. Um, I think where I wanted to start now was talking a little bit about um, how this book so how the sickness you know was received by other people um, because obviously you, you were mentioning the first half where when you initially started writing um it was very much for yourself you know it wasn't maybe necessary to share with other people and I guess there's maybe a two-fold question there firstly um how it felt for you when you first shared the work um and then how it was received as well
0: okay um yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, like I said, it, uh, because it was so personal, it took me a very, very long time to, to share it with anyone. Um, so I probably, when, when I first finished the, the, the general um, draft of it, I, I shared it with one, one friend that I um, got a bit close to and trusted at that time. So, uh, and it felt nerve wracking. I honestly felt like nothing else, like like I've just been laying myself bare for this person and then and then all kinds of thoughts were going on in my mind, um, mostly negative, <laughs> all kinds of things and yet at the same time, so it was one of those conflicts of I wanted to know what she thought but then I didn't, so it was like tell me something, actually no 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 don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> So it really was. Uh, I'm sure I annoyed that friend. Um, I think I mentioned her acknowledgements as well. Actually, Sahifa, um, to, to, annoy, to no end with those the questions that I had for her. So, but it was a massive relief um, mm-hmm. once she'd finished it, and 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 um, and I felt okay. It's all safe. <laughs> it was all right that she read it. I'm okay. I'm okay. So it was a really big relief. And. And I think that was the first time I was like, oh my God, I I, I love that feeling, that enjoyment of somebody else enjoying her writing. Because I, I at this yeah. point I'd never ever even considered it even was to me, it wasn't even a book yet. It was just yeah. a story, it was writing. I didn't it had no concept of it being a book.
1: Yeah.
0: And but having her her read that and enjoy it and just watching her reactions and and and, and hearing her feedback was uh, was amazing, good and bad you know, yeah. at that time. Um so was my personal feeling for that first time I shared it with 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 her um but to be honest it never got any easier after that (laughs) I can't say it got easier sharing it with other people Uh, I'm pretty sure the process pretty much remained the same with every person Mm. I've shown it to um and then in general how it was received so again at first when I first um First wrote it in the very very early days. um It was received really well, and I think that was a, again encouragement for my my friends. And then I always had that thought: is of course they're going to say good things, <laughs> you know? They're not going to say, but well, that's unfair to them because they're brutal. Yeah. They they don't lie to me. Yeah, no, just yeah. because we're friends. Actually, they'd probably be even more harsher because they're my friends. So that's uh, being unfair to them. So. Mm. yeah and then so it was received and it was it was that excitement I can still remember the day the the, the, sort of the excitement of of sharing that and and then them reading something that was for them was so different Mm. so different Mm. that they hadn't read before and then it was actually that very friend Sifa who actually encouraged me to to actually turn it into a a book and publish Mm. um but again at 14 years old that was a whole world that no concept of so um, we were just going to sort of polish it up and, and create our own, make into our own book, you know, bind it up, have a little yeah. cover, very childish again. So that was our that was our plans for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, as for how it's, how it's received now, ten years later, that I eventually did publish it ten years later. Um, I'll be honest; I had a very mixed mm-hmm. mixed sort of um, uh, reviews and, and thoughts on it for sure. very different reasons, mm-hmm. and. And I, again, to be honest, it it's it's even now it's hard to take on all the, all kinds of feedback, but I do. Yeah, and um, so, and I think the 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 one that I think that I suppose I love the most, or or makes me really really satisfied, is this, when when people say that they they love the the diversity, the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and having that voice even mm-hmm. in that small part of look that you know there's an Asian child who's not a minority for once you know and they don't yeah. die in the first five minutes or something yeah. like that um mm-hmm. then and also and also um the enjoyment of, of, of a being sort of a u- unique fantasy mixed with sort of um this this idea of of, we mentioned it slightly right right at the beginning but um i work in mental health and i've always been interested in that and that kind of plays all the way through Mm -hmm. then also religion and they're just like i either the people love that or they hate that Mm -hmm. either it's too much for them or it's amazing and it's everything that they've wanted which is totally fine because my mind is a mess i'll I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to To, to To admit to that, uh, right? Ever since I can remember, yeah, that's my mind. It's yeah, all of, it's everything. It's all over in in there. It's all yeah, or nothing yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and it's been received that way. But I think the excitement is mm. is the best part of that that whether that initial whether it's for a person or not. And and I'm and I'm totally happy with that. because I understand? So fantasy might not be for everybody, mm. or um um even even the classic genre it's 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 a vampire book but it's not your typical vampire but if, if someone's yeah. looking for I want my traditional vampire and yeah and they don't yeah. Get that, it's totally understandable if that's not really their thing yeah. that's okay yeah. um um so yeah I really do have the sort of mixed and I think that's with all books with anything mm-hmm. really It took me a few years to uh, learn that yeah. and understand yeah, yeah, yeah. it in that way um mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's it, and then I can tell you that the excitement uh, no end with with my family and friends when they when they found out that I was, I was publishing it but um i um I actually kept that a secret for a very long time too <laughs> I was uh, again very very reluctant very quiet and then i was it was almost all sort of under the table, look, I did this don't tell yeah.
1: Anyone to do this <laughs> it really, yeah. yeah, it's so nice to hear though because it's it's it is and I think um. It's interesting and, and I think actually sometimes the best books are the ones that almost polarise people in in, in in their thinking. Um mm. and um it is the best, you know it generates good discussion and you know just like you're saying, you know, if it's not the regular vampire, people not feeling fully satisfied, mm. but actually <laughs> you deal with it, right? So um no, no, I think it's I think it's so so good actually just listening to to you um because obviously I think the vulnerability that comes in not only writing but then sharing and then to share a platform when it's actually published <laughs> is like, absolutely massive mm-hmm. so you know absolute kind of respect you know for you completely for, for doing it and and doing it so well as well um so you know obviously you, you mentioned um the fact that you're working at the moment in terms of um you know mental health yeah. um and obviously that like you said it does come through the book obviously it's even mentioned in the blurb um now again you know coming maybe back to slightly the, the faith aspect of it obviously in maybe Muslim communities where i mean mental health is something which is considered taboo across the board right but obviously even when it even when it comes to our own communities as well we maybe aren't very um forthcoming with it so yeah. what do you think is you know so how do you think maybe the book that you've written might help start those conversations or um at least make them—I don't know—a bit easier to have. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah. Well, um, just first of all, what you were saying—that in 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 that—I think first the way the way sort of mental health has looked and and, and received and our community is, is we've gone we've gone uh, a, a lot further than it was before. So we you know we've and, and I think that comes down to understanding. Yeah. It really, really does that understanding, and like you're saying, conversations. How do you how do you bring that up? How do you talk about these things and not have it? in the corner shameful don't talk about it brush under the carpet mm. um, and I'm not saying my my book is an inspiration in any way for for the, you know the fight for that but um, I, I, I would I would hope and, and I think I, I, and I can't be completely honest with my intention there because it was <laughs> so long ago but yeah. the fact that it's even talked about and mentioned, it, mm. it was a big thing for me anyway mm. um yeah. especially with family and, and friends who, who did struggle with mental health at, at that um, time for me so having that having that sort of integrated within the book mm-hmm. um where it is, is I think something to I, I suppose goes back down to similar to what we're talking about like culture normalizing it it's there mm. it's obvious it's it's not it's not hidden away um, and 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 I suppose uh, for me, anyway, writing it, but also maybe for for readers as well. It it, it, it it's a relatively safe place as well in a book mm. because mm. it's not real. It's a fantasy, and it's not yours. It's you're you're reading another another person's work and mind and things. So, it it you can have have a level of distance where so it doesn't harm you emotionally anyway. Um, and so I I would hope that at least in in that way being being having it so prominently mentioned throughout and, mm-hmm. and and you know certain aspects of it would would bring that up but also i think i've i've, I've highly highly um have a high regard for, for the idea of 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 you know mental health isn't everybody it's 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 about good and bad or poor mental health but mental health is is there it's like a physical health so Mm -hmm. what's there not to talk about really so and and then and and also the idea of of, without I suppose being conscious of of it or really knowing it but books and reading and writing connects pretty you know directly with your mind and your mental health Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that's where that's what it's all about that's where it's Mm -hmm. there yeah, so yeah. when you when you when you do yourself in a book and you in that escapism, that is for your mental health. That's yeah. what you do. It's in it's it's healthy in a way that you know mindfulness is healthy mm-hmm. because you you you're grounded in a a bit of a, it's a little bit of a, uh, of a oxymoron there, but you're grounded in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did a bit of a study on this when I was doing my masters, but about the idea of the, of, a, of a fantasy in a fantasy world or sort of an imaginary world, how it can it can be h- healthy it can be good mm. for you because um, we need it we need it as, as 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 humans living in in such a chaotic world i mean why else would children have such prominent imaginations
1: yeah
0: why else would they you know yeah. and, and, and 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 the how they how children process things what do you use you use stories you use yeah. imagination you know you, yeah, yeah. You, you you manifest in something outside of themselves mm. but as adults we we do that too but we just we don't allow ourselves yeah to to do that or to recognize that's what mm. we are doing yeah, but that's yeah. what it is um yeah, yeah. But that's just one that's opposed manifestational outlet mm. of how good bad poor great what all of that yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. all part of it and yeah, um yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I, uh, but I, I would definitely. I'm not going to say this book sort of like champions that in any way. I'm not saying, that, but it's it's it definitely um, kind of brings it up throughout. And then to uh, just to bring in a little second point there, which is uh, again sort of going back to my own experiences and and and, and history is that um, um, again separating the idea of what is mental health mm. and what is uh, from our culture and our religion magic and jinns and things yes. and other other forces which are you know it's there I'm not you know believing but then what's the difference how do you know and when when, yeah. when is it that okay somebody needs actual help yes you know and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and is it both you know that's it you don't have just because you're 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 talking about one for example just the mental health or depression anxiety anything like that yeah. just because you're emphasizing talking about one or or um addressing that maybe from a mm. medical perspective or something doesn't mean mm. you're just cutting anything else no of course you, you know there is that but there is both you know you doesn't have to be a one or the other yes or mm. no yeah can you know it's all there it's all aspects of it and i think mm. it's important to 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 be able to talk about that and mesh that mm. together which is why i have all those elements in the book yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: no, no. And I and, know and, I completely echo, I think, what you're saying, because it is that things sometimes can get conflated. But again, putting things in boxes and making everything into like a binary thing is just never, never helpful because like we, we're human. We are literally, uh, yeah. but, you know, we can't really be confined to anything in that sense. So um, for sure. No, no. I mean, those are really important points that you've raised. Um, so I was wondering whether you'd be able to share like a small reading of the book. Um, again uh, mostly for my own enjoyment <laughs> because I, I, I want to hear you read it but but also yeah just to give our listeners an idea of, of what this kind of the essence of the story is.
0: Yeah I'm sure if you can uh, stand my voice. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Is. Sure okay um, so I'll just read an extract um, from chapter six blood deception Um, so you'll get a flavour of hero in the world there but you also get introduced to um, one of the other main characters Ray. Okay midnight, the pain became unbearable, ripping through his body. The beast was fighting him, fiercely trying to gain control. He couldn't hold on any longer. Hero usually went to feed at Maghrib, but well before Isha started, which is at sunset, but before full dark. Since he lived on the thin balance of the human world and the other dimension, and time ran a little differently in both, he followed a more straightforward time system so he could keep up with both worlds. Also, to keep up with the night creatures that lived in the forest, he followed a lunar calendar now, Those creatures came out after Asa, the the precious time before sunset, so he avoided going out at that time. Though he knew the spirit clan wouldn't harm him, there were still many other things that might try their luck with him. It was was stupid putting it off for this long. His beast was always more powerful at night, but he refused to feed until it became an absolute necessity. But the constant struggle made him weak, leaving him physically and mentally exhausted. He crept out out of his bedroom, not taking as much care as he usually would, hoping Ray would still be knocked knocked out, flinching when the wood creaked beneath him. Ray woke with a jolt. She lay completely still for a moment, her body instantly tense, immediately alert. Ray didn't remember any injections this time, but she knew it hadn't been a natural sleep. Again, she wasn't strapped down or chained, and that made her infinitely more suspicious. Eyes still closed, she listened for the slightest movement. When she was sure she was alone, she opened her eyes slowly, but it was still dark. Ray sat up and looked around frantically. She felt herself begin to panic. Why couldn't she see anything? Was she blind? Ray stopped herself. She refused to be so weak as to panic, and with much trained mental discipline, she shoved the useless emotions away and steadied her breathing so she could assess the situation. No, she wasn't blind, and for that she thanked God sincerely. Her eyes eventually adjusted, and she could just make out the silhouette of the dressing table and cupboard. They took a deep breath it had been a long time since she'd seen darkness and it took a while for eyes to adapt and her lungs to realize they could still breathe the doctors never let her have darkness she was always assaulted by the harsh lights in her cell
1: that's amazing thank you (laughs) much for reading that that is really you know I mean definitely I mean people could probably tell whoever's listening that um I would obviously recommend reading it and I'm obviously finding out what's ha- what happens next um so actually even just talking a little bit about what you've just read I mean uh, so again you know we were talking a little bit about about mental health and obviously the fact that there's two well more than that you know in terms of realms there's kind of whatever is real and then what's not real um but then like who is to judge reality in that sense you know so yeah. there, there's a lot of kind of thinking going on um but what is it about the doctors so you know you, you talk about doctor the capital d um and you know where is that kind of element come into it you know like we've just well i say we're just going through we yeah we kind of still are in terms of pandemic and all these um conversations we're having around the vaccine and science and um how did that play a part in um in, in the story do you think uh,
0: to be honest because I wrote this um a long long time ago yeah. there's no such thing yeah. pandemic pandemic t- yeah. there so I can't that played absolutely no role in that but in terms of um so yes i, I mentioned doctors and yeah capital D and things like that and, and so that goes back to all we're talking about our perception of mental health mm. so um, especially in our community and as a child um because when I wrote this I very much was <laughs> 14 years old still a child but um when uh, family members and, and family were going through mental health, it was very much that scary
1: mm.
0: institutionalized world or part of, part of our society there. So, you know, going to the doctors is bad yeah. or, you know, they, or they, or they, or they might take them away or, you know, they put medication in, and mm. there, it was all this mm. really, hor- you know, B-movie horror side of being you know, locked up in an asylum. It really was. And that's how understanding of was it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that in, in my character, so here, um, Ray, she was in a mental, mental institution. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, of course that plays a big bigger part of the rest of the story. So uh, mm-hmm. in no way, it's not a normal institution. If there's not, no reflection on the NHS, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but yes. And, and so this is so um, kind of an, in, in, for, for her in her mind, she, she capitalizes doctors with a D because they—they they, I emphasize that because they have that's what they are as 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 beings. There's, there's no names. There's no singularity. Individuals. They're mm. just the doctors because they control things and they do everything. And you yeah. you're just there, you know. In, mm. in her case, where you just whatever you know whatever treatment or whatever they were doing to her, mm. it was done to her. She had no idea what was going on. Mm. So um, in that way, the doctors themselves were an entity in a way. Yeah. That being mm-hmm. um but yes and uh, you, you could, might might have been able to tell uh, there's a few things where you yeah. think that's not quite normal anyway so she, she does have her own issues there but when she was when she was in the Institute she um so I don't know if you, uh, the reference was very clear there but when she talked about not being able to see the darkness because the lights were always on in herself so she' mm-hmm. they never been the stop so when yeah. she reached the place where we basically she's with the with them um, where hero is and it's just night that's all that darkness was. it's just night time it's natural darkness mm. but for her it's so scary it's this new what well, I'm outside I'm yeah, in the yeah. real world mm. and you know there's no you know the walls aren't there the, the harsh lights aren't there it's it's, mm. it's it's like for her that's the alien world being out there in the real world
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah no you and, and you know you obviously that you can allude to that I think I guess while you're mm-hmm. reading it and and I know um I can't remember if it was part of the same chapter um but but again you know this notion of when we think that maybe if someone is kind of going through mental health like issues and how that might you know affect some faith that you know there's a part here I'm just going to uh, read out because you know it says like feeling herself start to lose it again she slipped into that dark state a still state she used to distance herself and prayed um oh god please guide me I'm lost I trust in you completely my lord I trust in your will please help me I don't know what it is I'm looking for maybe the truth I don't know what I need I don't know how much more I can take you know your creation best so please help me lord of all that is in the heavens and the earth keep me strong and I read that and I was just you really, know really touched by it and I think this is what's really lovely about the story because you and especially I guess you know specifically you know in obviously we've got you know a majority mm-hmm. Muslim audience and that kind of um continuous references coming back to yeah. obviously kind of the faith aspect I think is really yeah. um you know lovely to read about as well um and I know but we're kind of getting to, to the end of, uh, of the show in like three about two three minutes and I guess a couple of things like what advice do you have for like other young people aspiring writers out there if they they want to write or maybe they've already written something and don't know what to do next like, what advice do you have for them i think first
0: write what you enjoy and mm. write what you know so mm. it don't let it become a chore so mm. it can it can easily uh, fall into that trap of sort of forcing yourself to write just because maybe mm. you've started something but also, um, depending on sort of how you're looking at something, if you if you do want to publish and/or do want to write a book, which is absolutely fine, but it's 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 easy to think, oh, what is it that the readers might want, or what's popular now? That's not always the best way to look at something. So sometimes it works, sometimes it's okay, it's good, but then you're in some ways you're forcing it. So let's say you know you truly are passionate about you know writing con- contemporary. contemporary fiction um and but you know in the market everyone's into action adventure now Mm. and you force yourself to write a genre you're not actually that interested Mm. in (laughs) Mm. so i would say really you know enjoy what you're doing Mm. and um and and keep at it so uh for this i think i rewrote it revised it at least no exaggeration 10 times about so don't be afraid to do that so Mm. it, it, it hurts at first when you have to cross you know delete things it it hurts Mm. but it's all it's all for the better and for the development of it so you know don't be afraid to go over the same thing over and over again if you're developing Mm. that plot um and yeah I suppose be true to yourself you are without whether you realize it or not or or manifest in different ways you are there's going to be pieces of yourself in that Mm. so if if you're if you're going to be afraid of that you're going to end up holding back and if that shows in your story Mm -hmm. which i can i can relate to because i did i did with this one which is different to the one i'm currently writing but it's i i i know even if the readers can't i know where i held back i know where i didn't put my all in because Mm -hmm. i was afraid and 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 i think in the long run personally you might regret that Mm -hmm. so yeah write what you enjoy keep at it and um be true to yourself and enjoy it but also um whether you've written a book whatever stage that you're at or are, are, are uh, planning to i think this, the the next really really important thing is how to take on feedback mm. so uh, and review so you're gonna get awful ones terrible ones you're gonna get you're gonna get trashed you're gonna you're gonna get then focus on the good ones mm. and even the bad ones if there's anything that's actually you know constructive criticism taken on board just like with anything else and use it to you know help you to to better yourself mm-hmm. and then some reviews where you think well, actually that's not really warranted mm-hmm. let it go yeah I know what of before if someone isn't never read a vampire book maybe for example or yeah. they they hate vampires or they hate yeah, fantasy yeah. and they read it and then they they trash it then yeah. you're like well okay that's not on me no. then is it <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um, you gotta, think, you gotta think, a bit, think a bit smart when it comes to the reviews and feedback
1: yeah. yeah absolutely and then just to end so where can um people buy a, a copy of, of the sickness and when can they buy maybe whatever's next in the pipeline
0: yeah um so it's available on most um online bookstores so uh, amazon waterstones um uh, you can also publish it uh, Sorry, you can also purchase it directly from my publishers um austin Macaulay publishers um <laughs> yeah but it's on most um online websites and um the the sequel so the the one that's following this is called dark destiny and it's um it's in the works at the moment so it's still in the editing process we hopefully inshallah it will be published um later on uh, this year at the end of this year or beginning of, of, of next year and things have been a bit delayed because of covid so it's a little bit hard to 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 say but inshallah it yeah. should be um, coming out soon called dark destiny
1: fantastic okay we we look forward to that and thank you again yazara so much for your time today um that was the book club show and we were talking about the sickness um by Yazara. i will be back in a couple of weeks with a new book and new conversations until then please keep us in your and we will see you soon okay assalamualaikum
0: thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.